That was prophetic. Mm. We mm. should have mm. a little mm. Zicky here. He's asleep, is he? He's exhausted from Kids Town Takeover. Yes, he is. Because <laughs> he here we go. Over. Go and get your friends. Tell Rose's line. Go and get your friends because we're about to blow your mind. I said, go and get your friends. Tell Rose's line. Go and get your friends because we're about to blow your Here we go. Portals. Portals. Researchers. Portals. Everybody say it now. Portals. We're gonna blow your mind. Portals. 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 Hello, everyone. The Holy Spirit is here. Our live audience is in the fifth dimension. They are. Don't talk about that. Oh, wait. (laughs) Some of them just collapsed. Oh, wow. (laughs) Who we got there? (laughs) Coming from the fifth. Um, I am Shenanese, and of course, joining me is Pastor Nathan Gasses. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, that is good. I don't know if I can match that. Uh, how Let's d- see. How about I do it for each person tonight? I know you want to match it. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Robin Cassis. Hello, hello, hello. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, Woo! she did another one. Oh, God, I did three I steps. Did. You did four. It's a turn. We have a special turn. guest. <laughs> You guys, what's her what's her intro, Pastor Nate? <laughs> this is our research analyst from Talk Talk oh TV, no and she also runs her own ministry. No well, yeah, Ex- literally helped um, Pastor Robin um, right hand to her with the SRA research, yeah, and also helping to breathe life from conception to manifestation into that conference. And really beginning her own ministry in ministering to people that have been through those kinds of traumatic things. Yeah, that's a new ministry It is. It's up. coming up. The Lord is reaching out. And it's through this young lady. This is Deborah Jarvis. Hello. I'll be Nathan. Hello. Hello. Oh, come and on. Then you can sing. I don't sing, guys. Not on portals. <laughs> well, it's all right. <laughs> Your father hears you. That's right. Anywho, you can join our album. And we have a special young lady that I would like to say her name is True News to Neil because she (laughs) brings the news hot off the press. News that is seen and unseen. Heard and, heard. heard and unheard. <laughs> Deleted and archived. <laughs> Blocked and unblocked. <laughs> I, I got to check a name. True news to Neil. Hey, Hello. Good morning. Oh, uh, so beautiful. Okay, we'll accept that. All right, we're going to jump in because um, we are also... Filming live on our Facebook Live. <laughs> um, so you guys can join that at any time or play it back if it's still available on Facebook Live. We leave it on for a short period of time and transfer it to our Torque TV. 
uh, subscription members. Um, but you can join in live every Sunday, Monday morning. Yeah, Just Sunday morning. morning. <laughs> Monday morning here. Blended yeah. time frame. All I right. have to say we put you to sleep on the other side of the world. You wake up with us. And then yes, we wake you up. On this side of the world. <laughs> that is a perfect description. So we have named this portal. This one is called The Answer Is Not Just An Answer. And the question we're asking is, is Jesus just an answer in your life? Or is he the answer? Oh. So, without further ado, Dr. Robin, please share what's been on your heart well, in regard to this topic, um, and we'll uh, hear from the girls. Well, actually, it's not me that's going to start. Um, no. I've asked Deb to come up because oh, no. uh, we did Kids' Takeover tonight, and it was amazing. It was out Seriously, of this world. Can we just please go check it out. That was incredible. Oh, my gosh. They ministered to us. And just a quick plug, they can go and watch that on Talk TV. Yes. The reason why we didn't stream to public platforms is because Not when streaming children. with children and minors, we want to respect parents. Uh, we actually made ev every child and all their parents sign privacy policies, agreements, you know, so we're making everything above board. Safe church. Remember, safe, safe church, church is the same church. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, they can go and watch it at Talk TV only if they have a, an account. Because you have to be a, um, a verified person. Mm. Okay? You have to have a blue check next to your account. Not a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone get that? Yeah. Yes. I was just coming for Peter. Sorry, Lord Jesus. Yep. There's a lot of balloons around. <laughs> it does things. Uh, and so, again, coming Sorry, back. Lord. I'm coming back. <laughs> Deborah is uh, going to be sharing something that I've asked her to share to do with children. Because we did this takeover for the kids tonight and uh, it was a safe environment and they brought amazing, um, you know, uh, what would you call it? A performance? No. Uh, yeah. A showcase yeah. of great gifts and talents that God has given to them, whether it was dance or whether it was song. Um, they did scripture reading. We had... Uh, uh, Another junior portals going on with them. Uh, they did a little bit of, a, you know, a drawing with uh, Billy. And then we also had Ghibli's, yeah, which is their favourite here to do with his actual name, you know, by the way, <laughs> is Dre. Yeah, Andres. Andres. But, the kids but just I call told him, him tonight when we walked in, I'm not going to call you Ghibli because you forget your name. <laughs> and so... He's um he dances with the kids and they loved it and they asked him questions about the Bible and he gave incredible answers. Yeah, it, it was really powerful. It was so good, so very good. Now, what's the purpose of it? You see, you got the balloons behind you. Yeah. I got a few balloons behind me too, but um, we did this because we wanted to show that that people that to children if you give them the opportunity they can do things right Amen. all right so uh with that i asked deb because she's very much 
burdened by what the children are watching out there on these different sites. These games that have gone beyond skill. That's what I would say, skill. They've gone beyond skill. Or and, and, and even entertainment. It's oh, not entertainment It's not anymore. entertainment. It's brainwashing. It's mind control. It's programming. And it's bringing some pretty heavy subjects yeah. in. So in saying that, we want to invite you to... Share your burden with us, uh-huh. please. Yeah. And I know we're going to see something up there on the screen. Yeah. But will you share your burden? And as much as you can give information mm-hmm. to the people, please. It is so important that we wake up. Yeah. Um. I think the biggest thing, like learning from what we just got to see with our own children, um, that the parents and the children can come together in this bridge, uh, bridge this gap that's like parents don't know what's going on in kids' lives and kids are just to stay out of the adults' lives, which I know there's a healthy boundary for that. Um, But these kids and what our generation is going through, it's just so disturbing that I think it's more than a time now to have parents to be more than involved in what your kids are going through or if kids are in troubled homes, then to get to understand maybe your neighbours and how things are operating. Because some of the games that where we've been, like I grew up with some heavy stuff sometimes, and I think, oh, well, that was terrible. But when I look at what's happening now, um, these virtual reality type games is the door opener to people talking to people outside of circles that they even know. So this is even one problem that we had people talking to strangers. And stranger da- danger was always, oh, we all, we all Keep knew. Keep away from. Strange, yeah. stranger, stranger danger. Stranger danger. Yeah. Don't talk it's to like them. It's like the basics. Sorry, um, I turn everything into a song. So. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's Maybe another not musical. serenade <laughs> the stranger danger. <laughs> That's a real problem. <laughs> Many are. Yeah. Um, but I guess I get cut to, cut to the chase, I guess, with this one, that... This game, uh, some people would know if they hear it. uh, Do we say it here? I think you can say it. Doesn't matter. You should expose it. It's it's just a game. It's not going to be like. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've checked. They've done reviews about it already. There's plenty out there already exposing it, but we want to bring it from spiritual clarity and principle. Yeah. I think there's like. there's, There's a version of this game that was an older one I was just told about, but this is like the latest trend, and especially during the pandemic, um, this is what all the kids got into and it went viral, and they're all just glued and addicted to it. And so it's called Roblox, and it's based on a Lego type theme setting and everybody can come in and create their own world it's like freedom of doing whatever you want to do and there's no boundary you can create your own little world and interact with other people in that world and maybe come in step in on someone else's scene or created world and things happen to each other you can have to do missions you have to do assignments that doesn't sound very scriptural. Sounds crazy to everyone me. Everyone do already. what they want to do. Everyone have their own rules. Yeah, free Sounds for all. Like Anything Judges goes. Judges twenty one twenty five. In those yeah. days, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just putting that out there. So yeah, in the back of my head, is exactly what you're saying. Anything goes in this world. 
of imagination. So, like, that's already, okay, red flag. What What's anything goes for kids in their imagination? And what was really um, scary about this yeah. when you were telling me was the fact that when these people are creating worlds, you've got adults and children exactly. playing in the yeah. same kind of platform mm -hmm. and them intermingling. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. not like adults play with adults and just children play with children. Yeah. There's an actual age like intermingling and that's where a lot of the dark stuff is taking yeah. place because adults are creating worlds and yeah. in this game these children are going on a, like an exploration and they're finding, you know, innocently well, probably going on like yeah, trying to yeah. find new worlds like yeah. any kind of video game. The curiosity kicks in. Yep. Very so fast. We're going to get Deb to explain. Uh, we're going to show you a clip. Yeah, we have, we have a clip now. that exposes part of a scene. And, and we want to just put a disclaimer see. up. This is not to be viewed for children under the age of, I would say, about 16. So yeah. please, if you are watching this with your parents, that's great. If you're watching this and you are, you know, under that age, you need to go and get a parent or a guardian yeah. or you need to fast forward this part because this is in, intended to expose, okay? We're not to bring fascination, but we're intending to expose what's taking place. So let's be responsible, safe church. Okay? Go ahead, Deb. Um, so, yeah, this particular scene, this lady's already showing. There's three other sites with this daycare. It's called Angel's Daycare. And it's found some pretty disturbing scenes. This is the above ground floor. Let's pause it there. You can see it's just, even that to me looks weird. I don't know what anyone else thinks of that. But there's like, it looks like a reception desk and there's a camera. I don't know what the camera represents. I don't want to just add things to it. But already that is to me is weird. Yep. Can, um, I, can I say something? It's a daycare center. Mm -hmm. mm. What do we have in daycare centers? Children. We have yeah. one and two. And what's the name of the daycare center in this world? What's so the name of it? Angels, Angels daycare. daycare Center. Mm. Angels Daycare. And one audience member just said toys. You would find toys, like yeah. playful things in a daycare. Not a massive well, camera on a tripod. Well, I think you would, but uh, maybe we'll have a look at this game. This is demonic. Keep going. Thank you, team. So they'll take you right to it straight away. You're uh, going oh, underground oh, oh. the daycare oh. ground floor. So we're going... So already you're seeing some weird Jesus. faces, dark. some dark red faces. Jesus is the king. And Stop. pause it here, I think, is the biggest problem I had seeing this. Um, there is obviously... These are jail cells or what you would call like cages. Cages. Oh, my God. And they're small, if you can notice, that they're not regular-sized looking cages. I could just fit an adult. For an adult. Them. Can we make sure on the camera team that we can zoom out on camera eight so we get the full scope of this picture? Our audience needs to see it. Now, I think we have an amazing for LED somebody screen that has here. no idea what we might be trying to explain here. Why would you even need to have cages underneath a daycare, angels daycare? Yeah, like, that let's just let's disgusting. just ask the questions before you think this is too far fetched and you know, come on, let's just or it ask doesn't some exist. simple stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. No, just exposure. Yep. Yep. All right, let's go to the next part. Explain it all, Deb. Um, it's pretty, yeah, like you can see the cages. They're going just to show you what's there. Now, Pause. right there oh, and there. Oh, 
look right next to the cages. Oh my lord! It's pretty clear that this is the scene that there's some activity going on, some participation. We can already see the pyramid with the eye, all-seeing eye. So very the Illuminati, mystery, Egyptian gods, and all this. And an upside down. And what cross. is it? What is a seven-year-old gonna know about that? Not much at all. My lord. But they're already getting introduced to something. Jesus. And then we see a circle. It's usually candles around in a circle with a pentagram in the middle. Oh my lord! Look at this. Yeah. Um. And if you guys, I know a lot of our viewers are already aware that satanic rituals. This is how they are presented to the T. Like. Yep. This is to the very T. It can be done in very different forms, and I, I'm not saying this is the most accurate, but this is too familiar for mm. people that have been in that. And for those that are listening and may not be able to see the visual, we'll actually post a link to this exposure this, yes. of um, the actual video so you can go and see for yourself. I would definitely tell you to go and check it out because this is eye-opening. Explain what's going on here, Deb. Um, More pentagrams. So sim symbolic, like symbols are a, the biggest part of the satanic world. Or if we've been talking about the last portal, the Luciferian world, it's all about, you know, embracing and boasting of your works, boasting of your what you call giving homage to mm. Satan. So mm. everything is blatant in your it's – like, it's like hidden in plain sight – so they still have to boast of what they're doing. And a lot of the symbols, it's not just about symbols. It's giving homage. worship. Yeah. Worship. Homage. Yeah. Wow. This is their temple. Jesus All the rituals, the altars, this is their way of worship. So you have to understand symbols are a huge part of it. So for a child to see it, I'm like, why would they need to... Why would they need to know that? But they're going to explore this, right? They're going to want to ask the questions. And let's go back to the fact that this is in a world yeah. that a child, say, age of maybe six, seven, yeah. eight, you know. I have some ideas of my own. Is that is my opinion. Like, I don't believe a child can make up this scene. No, not at all. Not at all. But a child is able to go into this world. Yes, yes. Because yeah. it's all about, in this game, Roadbox, it's all about exploring. Yeah. So that they would literally see this at that age. A lot of thrill-seeking, horror scenes, demons. You see it all. We'll get into the other stuff. Soon. I want to I comment on where it is. Mm. Yep. I think uh, why are they putting a kindergarten, child's kindergarten, and then all this dark stuff underneath the kindergarten? This is really bad, guys. And who, if you're letting your children play this game, I suggest you stop it because yeah. uh, this is leading to uh, wrong thinking mm. and a mindset will come in mm. yeah. and it will begin to form something that could lead to pedophilia. Pastor, you just said something then that I, I'm only seeing it now that even a child that has no idea like of what we have learned about this this side of darkness that they could see this as normal oh going to right. a daycare and then going down into the basement going underneath these places is normal that's not bad so if i'm a part of a, a ceremony or this activity or a game which is what the terms would be to a child for them this is normal i've experienced this in my games this is not 
bad to me. So think about what's going on in the in the mind of a kid that doesn't even know this level of darkness and that is actually real. You need a gem for that because that's literally programming. Like that scares me. It is. Like, it's programming. It's satanic programming. Before I knew about, you know, SRA, I think, oh, this is just like some satanic, like wishful crap. I don't know what you want to call it, but making it normal, that is the scary part. Mm. And I think some of the programming that we're actually getting with the children is not just that it's normal, that they should participate in yeah. this. And so how would this not flow over into real life? Well, let's play the rest of it because if you think we're making things up or we're blowing things out of proportion, let's go to the next frame because I think it's pretty obvious what this adult has created in their world underneath this children's kindergarten. So we see, walk us through this. What's this? <laughs> Pause it there, guys. Wow. What's this, Deb? Um, well, from what I know, the belief system behind I don't want to give glory to the demonic That's realm. That's okay. Let's expose they, it. From what I've heard from people's testimonies, one after another after another, that they believe being in the circle, you can correct this too, Nate, that they're keeping out the demonic, keeping out the the evil spirits, and this is the why, yeah, why they, they form circles. They believe so. This is a satanic uh, kind of procession, and we can see there. There's a little bit of an altar. There's a little yeah. bit of a, you know, a kind of shrine. But the circle, Deb's cor totally correct. Is their belief is that if they stand within the circle, the spirits that they invocate, um, the circle protects them. And the so the spirits can't come yeah. beyond the circle. I just I missed that part because so they stand on the five points of the pentagram within the oh circle. I didn't even realize when I'm watching six this. feet apart, mind you. Yeah, oh exactly. no, not the six <laughs> but I didn't feet even apart. <laughs> Do they wear the mask? I'm only realizing it now, watching it again. And seriously, this is crazy because who is usually in the middle of these circles? Well, um. I mean, you sh you you can I say. I mean, when when you guys have have you guys watched SRA conference? You need to go back to that yeah. to realize a child is in the middle of these circles. Right. Who was the one getting abused? Yep. Because that's where they they're receiving the energy from. Again, this is their demonic belief, but they believe it so much so that they believe this is why they have the circle. They're taking out whatever the energy is from the child that's being abused. And, and they know it's a spiritual it. exchange because yeah. they know that they're, they're invocating, they're conjuring up something. Mm -hmm. So, again, I mean, there's a bit of a fear there because the circle is there to protect them right. from knows. it going too far. But who protects the child from it going too far? Right. No one. Right. Yeah. I think also um, the child <laughs> begins to believe this is what it's all about. Yeah. And... You know, we, we did an exposure on SRA and uh, uh, that's a shocking thing and it's heinous what's taking place. But the child you believes that's what it's all about. Yeah, they know. And, uh, you know, when that happens, it's because this sort of thing has begun the journey for them. Yeah. And also, just to bring it to date, all the cases where these things, I'll say like when um, Ted Gunderson used to say, he's a former, I believe, CIA agent, where he was trying to discover these schools 
that had these under very much so dungeons where kids would literally go to school thinking it was normal to go into to these dungeons to be yeah. abused to have all these things done to them and then go back home. Yeah, the parents the, parents never, never knew about it because they thought it was normal until to do the that. kids started acting said, out. That was it's the only reason. It's a normality. This is normal to them. Yeah, and you see, because why? Because they begin to believe. You could trust adults. Yeah. yeah. And you see, and then by the time they find out you can't, can't, there's some hor- horrendous things happening to them. We need to say too, like, I know that we have some people that have been, you know, set free from SRA that watch and, mm. you know, we don't want to trigger them. But even like Ted Gunderson, people that were in the CIA, the FBI, they'll only expose it to a point. Yeah. Because there's still an agenda behind it. But the, we're, we're trying to get the church aware. Because oh, if the church will expose it <laughs> by the spirit of God, yeah. there will be no agenda with the yeah. exposure. You know, mm-hmm. it'll actually be led by the spirit of God. Truth will be truth. And it won't be manipulated to form or fit yeah. man's narrative of what any organization wants it to fit. Yeah. And this thing here needs to be said that it's underground. Yeah. Nothing out on the surface where it can be checked out. It goes deep underground, this game. And that's another thing that becomes a programming to the children. So bad. It's like a reward. It's like these, oh, he's a sec- you just unlocked a secret yeah. room. Yeah. And here's your reward. But you, do you, go, underground. you do it underground. No, you do it underground. You go underground and get your secret. You know, I, I used to watch a, a, a game and, and play games with the kids when we went on holiday and nothing was underground. It was all the sharks will get you and things like that. Just some good old-fashioned fear. Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, 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 I don't know if it was really good or not, but I can tell you what, it was on the surface yeah. and this seems to be getting deeper and darker because it goes down underground into the tunnels. It builds like wow. an adrenaline to the child even at this level. This is why even parents that think, oh, but my kid's not going through it physically. But they're already opening up themselves to an addiction to this fear because that's what fear does. And it's funny, before we go on break, because we have to go on break, let's see the rest of the video. But to tie in with this portal, this is what the world is offering as the answer yeah. for, for children. This is what they're offering. Yeah. And this socially, like, you know, introverted state of yeah. you don't need to go out. Yes. You don't need to be, you know, interacting face-to-face. We always talk about faceless book. Mm-hmm. Have your own worlds. Exactly. Build your own inner yeah. worlds. Like, yeah. you know, and it's really, really conditioning the minds yeah. of our children to really be, you know, numb yeah. to social interaction. And, and rebellious. And very much so. And rejection and rebellion are working through these games, mm-hmm. you know. Can we play the rest of it? I, I want you to quickly go over what they say on this little caption oh, before man. we go to the break. Oh, that is wow. no joke. That There's an upside down cross uh, there, by the way. Three upside down crosses. I said that. What and does it say? Pause it after, uh, before that. Let's go back to the previous frame. Yep. I mean, if you need to see this, if you're not able to see it, please go. So and it says there's a dialogue that comes up very strange for someone in a daycare. Thou shalt not burn without owner permission. That's what it says on that little wow. bubble message. 
thou shalt, I'll say the rest of it said, thou shalt means, and there's also the Illuminati logo. That's what the caption says. Wow. And there's just a whole bunch of craziness behind it like funny behind it it's it almost all reminds me of, of times square like yeah. i was thinking this media. is like the cover you know media music fashion very interesting how they would put that there animations wow. and guys look it starts all nice and pretty up top suburbs yeah just fyi Ooh. yeah but uh, Pastor Nazar, I had to add that I know you need to break because the lie that I think through the pandemic I'm hearing from parents even yeah. during our um, meetings with church folks here and people outside are saying, oh, but my kids have been in shutdown for so long and they don't get to see their friends. i got to give them something. And then that's where it's at. Like the guilt trip that, oh, my kid's missing out. So let, just let them have this game. Let them just play something. Can I just say something? That's right. all about the parent and not about oh, the child. Definitely. What? This is so so sad. you're making this game a babysitter. And if we got, because I always talk about emotion and identity, oh that's more about you feeling your lack of parenting exactly, yeah. than you feeling like, you know, the child's actual need. Because it's all about you still. Oh, I'm not a good enough parent. I haven't given them a good enough time. Mm -hmm. So let me appease their conscience. Like, so you know, it's giving not them this actually answer. a pandemic. They're suffering. It's very much pandemic. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to go on a quick break um, so you guys can digest that. If you want to know um, more information or see it again, Pray before you go searching this thing out, but also um, just protect your eye gate is what I mean by praying. Um, but there, there are already been many reviews about the yeah. wickedness out of it. Very much examples, sexual examples, yeah. and much, much more into this game um, that you can find that's out in the open. Which we thank God for yeah, that. Plenty People of are. articles, recent ones, just back like two weeks, three weeks ago, came out against it. Yes. So um, we'll take a quick, quick break um, and we'll be right back. What is up, everybody? Today you're listening to Portal's podcast, right? You're listening with Dr. Robin Cassis, Pastor Tony Cassis, Pastor Nathan Cassis, and your co-host, Shania. And I hope you enjoy this word of God because he will talk to you. We can see the message. We're just pleading the blood over this uh, broadcast. Yeah. One of our researchers and one of our team members that works with us across the uh, oceans is letting us know that she believes that this is actually being monitored by some pretty influential people. Oh. oh. Well, Jesus is watching. I know the angels are watching. I was about so, say, you I know, say welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G, G Blaze is welcome. Watching, get saved. You say welcome. Uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ is, is your Lord and Savior, <laughs> you not, have an opportunity. No, if it's being monitored, look, we're not doing anything that's not the right thing to do. Right. Nope. We're saying adults, I can't be accountable for any behavior with adults. 
That is a decision and a choice. I don't have to agree with it, but it's your choice. But it's not right for children because they trust adults. That's, right. that's the way they're made, to trust adults. And to show things like this, and even what I saw, no, no, this is dangerous for them. Dangerous. So if there is someone monitoring us, and I'm not doing anything that is not the right thing to do, and that is making people aware, keep your children safe. That's it. And I just want to reiterate what we said in the break about the conditioning of the mind. Shanae, you brought up for our listeners that weren't able to watch it on Portals Live, they can go listen on, you know, Talk TV because I think they should really watch the whole series yes. of this because this is a really powerful one. But you were talking about the mind conditioning and we talked about, you know, that uh, a school in California that was bringing out, you know, child education for, um, you know, sexual education mm -hmm. yep. and anatomy and teaching little boys and little girls from the age of six to eight, even as young as six years old, mm -hmm. there's different forms of intercourse, like, you know, oral and anal and all this kind of stuff. Yes, we need to say it because yeah. that's what's being taught. Yeah. And I was saying they use the excuse that, you know, well, just because someone's prescribed way of having, you know, intimacy or intercour intercourse doesn't, you know, fit in your Judeo-Christian ethic, yeah. you know, and they use, we see that a lot. Even the news is starting to buy into this lie. You yeah. see it. People are starting to favour this kind of thinking and articles and they're saying, well, you know, religion really formed, you know, what was considered, you know, like natural. Yeah. And we know that this is what happens when you believe and do what's right in your own eyes. The scripture says it. Every man did what was right in his own eyes, you know, and that was because they had no king, <laughs> funny enough. And I wow. think this comes down to keep your children innocent. Yeah. Right. We're talking about the innocence of little children. Yes. Adults, that's your choice. Yeah. But yeah. the children don't get to make the choice. They're having it put on them yeah. yes. right. by Going adults. Against their will. And they trust adults to give them good things. Yeah, and I want to bring it back to, you can gem that, I want to bring it back to the design of God because, again, I'm studying in my counselling course, I'm doing parenting, and I'm also learning about the makeup of the mind. And, you know, God never intended for a child to learn about their sexuality at that age. Never. It's not a Judeo-Christian kind of thing. You know, it's not, you know, just uh, pertinent to Christianity. Okay, it's called moral ethic code, morality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, it's basic morality, Shania. And what's right. funny is that the world has changed basic morality now to yeah. fit its agenda yep. and its kind of, you know, programming. But the Lord intended for the years of puberty to open our mind up to discover different things about our body because in those years our yeah. mind yeah. is growing in size, it's growing in how That's we right. take in information, it's growing in how we process and we, you know, analyze and we, you know, go through logical reasoning, including things about ourselves and yeah. our sexuality. So it's not any psychologist will tell you the same thing. The ch a child's mind is not able 
to hold any kind of information about this kind of filth because that's what it is, you know, at six or seven or eight because their brain is literally not yet ready to handle that kind of information. (laughs) They're still in the stage of determining Mm -hmm. what is right, what is wrong. They are not in a position yet to exercise their own kind of opinion on things. And this is what parents are doing. By giving them premature opinion, you're actually taking away all of their choice. That's a big one. You're actually controlling them more by prematurely introducing opinion. You think you're actually not controlling them, but you are because you're literally manipulating the way they think. Layering in your agenda before they can decide even. (laughs) It's not choice because... You adults are making the choice for them. Wow. You're making the choice for them. And I don't think you should make the choice. Their parents need to, not you. Mm. So why don't we clean up the games? What the challenge, Pastor? If you really, really want to help the children, clean up the games, Mm. clean up these actions, stop trying to put your belief system in a little innocent child. Oh, my gosh. Can I just quickly, I want to say this because this sums up, and this is going to be a really big key. The Garden of Eden, they were not created as children. Why? Because children could not be trusted with free choice. Mm. Yes, correct. They were created as adults. God gifted free choice to Adam and Eve. You know, there's the argument, did they have a belly button? Because they were never born. Mm -hmm. They were formed. They weren't born. Mm -hmm. But I believe that God created them at an adult stage because he was teaching them, even at that adult stage, how to be trusted with free choice. But a child cannot use its free choice to make right decisions. They have to learn. They have to be guided. They have to be coached. And they're they're to be guided and they're to learn from the parents, not from strangers. I'm sorry. I'm old school. There's no way in anybody's world, I don't care if you made it, created it, formed it, living in it, is a child going to tell me anything that a child shouldn't be telling me as far as these topics and these things? I just don't. See that, but I yeah. The scary thing is we're afraid to get involved. That's that's right. Yeah, fear. yeah. But now I'm putting a challenge on because we got another subject we're going to explore. True new Tennille's is going to come in. Yeah. Yes, I, I I'm putting a challenge on now. Right. To the parents, why don't you have a look at what your children are playing? Mm-mm. Come on, parents. You need to have a look. What are they looking at on these pads? What are they looking at? I'm a grown person and I was shocked by what got put in front of my face. But see, that here's the issue too, Pastor Rob, because we as adults been dulling down our own sensitivities by watching (laughs) these things and not having that. Um, that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit of what we're watching it and taking ourselves 
And then we feel hypocritical to then say, well, you can't watch that as a kid, but because we secretly watch it, or you can't watch that as mm. this because we're secretly playing it. So it's it's a tenfold. Society we all need is to desensitized. clean it. Yep. Yes. I'll tell you an example. Yesterday well, I was really. catching the train home, and I had to just pray because I thought, what do I do in this situation? And I saw a young woman, she was about eight or nine, and she was with her mother and the way her mother, and she had older siblings, but the way her mum was speaking to her, calling her stupid and cursing her out and wow. dumb and mm. selfish and, you know, wait till I get you home, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a pound you. And I'm thinking everyone in the public is hearing this and no one's doing anything. Right. People aren't even disturbed. They're not even looking. Her siblings are just there. Because it's the norm. And I'm just literally standing there looking over like, what do I do in this situation? If I go over and say something, then she's going to yeah. go me. Yeah. So I just started praying in tongues, just started interceding. And I was saying, Lord, if there's any kind of abuse or misuse or, you know, taking advantage of, just ministered to that little girl right now because she was in tears and the mother was actually brushing her hair and you could tell that her hair was really really knotted mm -hmm. and she was screaming it's hurting mommy it's hurting and she was like shut up oh, wow. shut up yeah. just take it mm -hmm. it's life yeah mm. and i was like wow well let's go back to the root that mother's probably had her mother do it to wow, her wow. yeah yeah and, she'd be a victim and this is the desensitization but you know, it's time not to be a victim This is the key. Anymore. Come on, Dr. Robin. And I think that will keep us flowing and get people thinking. And parents that are listening, or if you know some child, yeah, check out what's going on. Because we got something else we want to expose. I think yes. Satan's ready to parent our children. <laughs> yes. Like if yep, we're not willing yep, to parent our yep. children oh, he's and happy get involved. About it. Well, he's he, all the more ready to carry them. Uh, now, let me, let me say something a little bit to finish this because we need to. Yeah, We've yeah. got a big, hot subject next. But you said parent? Oh, man. I'll tell you why he wants to parent the mm -hmm. children. Because he thinks he owns them. Yeah. My God. That's it. it. He thinks he owns them. Well, yeah, guys. Uh, challenge accepted, Dr. Robin to clean up this house of these games. And these games, I mean, realistically, is just changing the behavior of our children as well, especially if you're having, you know, issues with child behavior or just some weird instances. Look at what they're watching. Look at what they're playing. All of that is infiltrating into their behavior system. Yeah, the, the behavior. Yep, the behavior patterns, the way they're speaking. And ask demeanors. yourself the question as a parent, are they ready to be trusted with free choice? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. Never. Not at this age. Not at this age. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. Estás escuchando Portals con la doctora Robin Cassis, donde ella recibe del cielo y te lo regala a ti. Este programa es narrado por Shania Anis, y presentado por el liderazgo de Torque New York, la pastora Robin Cassis, el pastor Tony Cassis y el pastor Nathan Cassis. Sigue escuchando para que recibas mucho más. Okay. 
First segment was nothing short but amazing. Yep. And hopefully encouraging, um, you know, because we want to bring the purity of the church back without it being accused of being religious all the time. We can actually have the love of God in our kids and raise our children up in the love of God without having them compromise because the world is compromised. That's what it's like to live in the world but not be of it and it, that's it is a possibility for our generation and that's what we're looking forward to that's what we want to restore to our children that they don't have to be consumed and parents you don't have to be discouraged nope. and it's funny because god is not birthing a generation to re-wound them it's mm, good and to re you know and also he's not letting the enemy touch this generation to reprogram them <laughs> right so that's why we have to do our part if he's giving us a generation rebirth then what we did in the previous generations we can't do you know yeah. and that's why jesus can be the only answer not part of an answer yeah or an option take well, it away way. <laughs> oh it's the only way one way jesus anyone know that song that's the oldie Oh, someone knows it. Mm. 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 Somebody mm. sang it. Right. Who was that? I heard a sound. That was Kids Town Christina. Yeah. And Hannah. Hannah. So we're waiting no. for Pastor Tony to move the car. Oh, okay. Is That's he coming? Right. I think he's moved it, but he we hasn't come back. Can we play the portals intro for him? Oh, and he sure can do can. like a, a walk down the runway? Oh, yes. Here we go. Walking down the Come runway. on, Pastor Tony. <laughs> Dear Lord, help me. He's please. coming. He's actually going to walk. He's actually. His shoes. Hey, he's actually walking down the runway. Can anybody take a picture? I wouldn't do it if I, I were you, Pastor. You might find yourself on a meme. Any day now, Pastor Tony. <laughs> He's going from the start. He's going from the beginning. Oh, work it, work it, work it, work it. He is wearing a double-sided sweater with a white collar. Wow. It's situated. The beautiful colors of his beard. You do it. You do it. He's ready to take over. They screaming for you, Pastor Tony. Kids Town Takeover! Yes! <laughs> that wasn't a takeover, that was you. <laughs> well. So I am going to hand my mic to True, to True News to Neil, and I'm going to learn in this segment. Oh, wow. She's going to learn you today. Because she has some questions that uh, she wants answered. Amen. So you so get ready with your scriptures, because oh, she really, you got them all? They're heavy. Wonderful. <laughs> so part of this whole process, to, just to give you a little process, and Tanil, you can um, input on this as well. Part of our process is that sometimes we have to rely, I'll say gently, rely on other sources or other people that either experience these things, research these things more in depth, because we do not have a million and 
thousand hours to do our personal research and we may not always understand everything we're researching. So this is why we oftentimes lean on other individuals to help get insight. But yeah, we, we call it intel. Intel, yes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, sometimes doing that, um, people start to insert their own belief systems, their yeah. own opinions, so and it can start to be adapted in the church. And this is where um, Dr. Robin wants to bring out these scenarios. I think we need to bring some clarity yes. here. And, uh, you know, just because everybody says Jesus... <laughs> It does not necessarily mean that they are a believer of Jesus. You know, most people say Jesus and they know of him, but they don't know him. And he's not an answer, but he is the answer. And so we want to really come to something tonight to expose some doctrines right. that, uh, you know, not the normal doctrines, you know, like, uh, you know, not wanting the Holy Spirit and, yeah. and the gifts are not for today, Pastor. We have those going on in the church all the time. Okay, but this is, you know, um, adding their doctrine to uh, Jesus is an answer. So instead of Jesus being the answer to the situation, he becomes an answer because their belief system is an answer too. So we have a lot of an answers, but no one is telling us the truth that Jesus is the answer. So we want to expose that tonight. Yeah. as well now we don't want to um you know attack anybody's character but we have every right to judge the fruit because that's what my bible says now by the way i'm not religious i enjoy my christianity in every way i'm not uh you know sort of like a uh, a victim of religion and a victim of laws and rules? No. I'm an overcomer and a Christ conqueror through relationship. Mm. So I'm just going to comment because I've got to comment. Yours is not a dogmatic experience. No, it's not. It's a living, breathing union. Yes. Yeah. And so we have someone here tonight. What's your name? Tanil. What do you got your podcast, your new podcast? Um, I haven't started it yet. What are you gonna but what do you call yourself? True news? Yes. True news. <laughs> and you know, she's got a question. So let's go straight in, Pastor, and do some exposure. I'm okay, ask her a question and let's get huh? some answers going. Oh. You want to ask the question? Yeah, to ask the she's going to ask it. So I've been watching a lot of programs and podcasts lately. First mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, go ahead. And some of them are prophetic. Some of them give military intel. Some are doing both. Yeah. And 
most of them talk about like an event that happened in November and how God's going to turn it around supernaturally. Now, we believe that, by yes. the way. So let's make that known right now. We believe God's going to do this. But let's tell, uh, tell us now what's the thing that is concerning you because it concerns us too. So I know that like God is a supernatural God, but lately it seems to be bordering on the psychic the psychic end of the spectrum where as people are going on graves of like famous say it nice and loud people me. are visiting graves of like famous former evangelists and like imparting their gifts and levitating oh, and levitating. people and people are traveling to heaven and some people say they see this in heaven or this is happening and then other people say like heaven is this way so how does somebody like a Christian, like I grew up Catholic, religious, like how do I discern and know that God is supernatural, but when it borderlines into being psychic? Wow, that's a good question. I think question. that's a good question. Can I go move the car right now? <laughs> no. I don't know if I've got the whole answer there, but... How about the levitation? Um, Let's start with... I think we dealt with gravesite anointings in a previous podcast. Yes, it was in our gimmicks podcast. I can't remember what we called it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we right. talked about I the apple breath thing. So I, I think that uh, this is something uh, we need to rid ourselves of. When a person's dead, you can't take their mantle and you shouldn't want to. Because God's put a call on your life and it's unique to you. Unique to you. And, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I remember uh, Billy Graham. No, no, was it Billy Graham? Uh, yes. And the Lord uh, sort of, uh, this is a great example. And uh, Billy Graham goes to heaven. Now, we don't want to talk about his character here. I'm going to leave that with you. But I'm just using this as an example and say he went to heaven and God, he was talking with God and God said to him, and he said, wow, don't you like my uh, new suit? Oh, it was someone who was trying to be Billy Graham. And uh, this man, that's right, it wasn't Billy Graham, it was someone who was trying to, and he had the suit on and he looked the part. And uh, he said, do you like my new my suit? And Billy and uh, God said to him, "I don't know. Who are you?" And so, why are we trying to be someone else when God's made us to be who we are? And so, I don't believe in grave sucking. I'm sorry, I really don't, and I don't believe in taking anything from the dead. Okay, Pastor. Um, I think this um, grave anointing theology stems out of the uh, miracle of Elisha's bones. A lot of um, prophets and ministers use that as a justification. The example in, in Two Kings is um, a long time after Elisha had died and was buried, I think it was the Midianites were invading Israelite territory and one such event occurred when they were 
about to bury a Israelite and um, because they were afraid of the Midianite raiders, they accidentally walked into Elisha's grave and they threw the dead man's body over Elisha's bones. And mm. to their surprise, the man rose from the dead. He, he was dead and as soon as he touched the bones, he came back to life. And so this theology that um, some departed saints' bones or their, where they were buried has some kind of residual anointing, um, powerful enough to raise from the dead, um, that's where that stems from. I dispute that because um, my own experience... Now, one thing I, I try and balance myself with is there's theory, there's theology, which is theory, and then there is experience. And so your theology and your experience have to meet on the theology side. Yes. Okay? You never build a doctrine on experience. You build it on what God has revealed already in his word. That's why we call it like a cannon. It's, it's a measuring stick. So um, Pastor and I were in Israel many years ago. <laughs> and yes. um, I was told like, you know, in Jerusalem, the old city, the stones have got anointing and the whole place is anointed. And, you know, we went and visited all the sites. We went to where Jesus was born in Bethlehem and then we went to um, where the Last Supper was and I'm hanging out to feel this anointing, you know, to feel it everywhere I'm going. I'm, and I'm thinking I'm really must be ungodly because I'm not feeling anything. Anyway, I thought the ultimate was when we went to the actual grave site of the Lord Jesus. Now, there's two sites in Jerusalem. There's one where, you know, they've built all of the paraphernalia and there's a church over it and you sort of walk in and it's, it's cordoned off. You can't actually go in there. But then there's what the locals say is the actual place where Jesus was buried. And it's literally a cave, a cave that's been cut into a rock. And it's literally one very small doorway, you walk in and then to your right is like another bench made out of stone that's been cut out where you could see a body could be laid. And I'm thinking, this is where they buried Jesus. So I want all of that residual. Yeah, let's Come on, he's better than Elisha. Let's get sucking on his grave. I walked in, I, I, didn't, I didn't lie on a, I walked into this grave. And I'm there and I'm going, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm waiting for it. And no sooner had I said that, the Lord said to me, what are you doing? Wow. I said, Lord, I'm here to receive an anointing. And he said to me what he said to Mary Magdalene, yeah. you're seeking the living among the dead. And I sort of went, whoa. <laughs> what did he mean? <laughs> Isn't that true? So good. Because look, where they buried Jesus, that, that's where you would say the biggest anointing should be. No, it's not. Why? Because you insult the Holy Spirit when you say, yes. I've, got to, I've got to go and defile myself on a dead man or woman's grave to get a holy anointing from God. So the theology is bad because what God, I believe, was doing was Elisha was promised that he would get 
a double anointing of Elijah. And so for him to get exactly double, he was one miracle short. Unfortunately, he got sick and died before he could do another miracle. So God honored him by raising this man from the dead after he had left the planet or left the, the earth. Can we jump in here? This is what these prophets of the land get caught on because they want to get caught on in the experience and experience changes with, you know, every day, every doctrine. But and what they, you just said is funny because I say that a lot because it is. You say very funny things. But what you said is truthful because that's how important the prophetic word <laughs> was to the Lord that he had to fulfill it. That's yeah. the whole reason why the, the manifested miracle it was not for any kind of transfer of anointing. So people are really focusing on the wrong thing when they look at that scripture. God took his word serious, so much so that through the he prophet, he had to fulfill it. Yeah. And he takes but that word that he spoke in November serious. Yes, very And he serious. has to fulfill it. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I explained earlier to, to Tanil that if a residual anointing was on Elisha's bones, then... They would have been piling up all the dead. Every single person who died that day or died that week or died that month, yep. just bring him to Elisha's grave and yeah, he'll raise him from the dead. It only happened once and that For was to fulfill the word of the Lord. And so I think we got to stop trying to bring our theology to meet our experience. You need to bring your experience to your theology. There you go. And I mean, that's, I mean, look at, talk about exposing things. Christians are adopting ancestral worship. You just debunk that through theology by saying it's a disrespect to the Holy Spirit for doing that, to trying to raise the dead when it happened once and it was a purpose behind it. There you go. Like, there's no power in The Holy in the Spirit descended at Pentecost. You receive it by faith or by the laying on of hands. And I, I, again, I, I say this as a th theological concept. The only time you receive the Holy Spirit without having hands laid on is if there's a new people group or a new demographic. The reason why Peter didn't have to lay his hands on Cornelius and his house was because Peter was a Jew. He was in a Gentile house and it was an unclean thing to put your hand on a Gentile in a Gentile house. So the Lord overrid him. And just dump the Holy Spirit on these Gentiles without Peter touching them. But every other account of the Holy Spirit coming down on Gentiles was hands laid on. Even Paul had to have uh, Ananias lay his hands on him to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, talking about experience, because you mentioned levitating. Now, I've been on many ministries around the world. And uh, one of the places is really good to see levitation is in Asia and India. And you see, I've seen levitation when we're going to cast out demons, okay? And so, therefore, uh, in saying and, and adding that to more godly conversation is not right because we're making our truth, their truth, something that they can add more to. 
And this can't happen, guys. It really can't happen. You see, he's not a truth, Jesus. He's the truth. So you don't add to him. He adds to you. Now, coming back to levitation, I need to bring this. Uh, You know, let's have a look at this. Do we counterfeit or does the devil counterfeit? Which one? Which one do we copy? Do we go copy levitation or is the devil trying to do what the Christians do? And this is the key here. We are not counterfeiting what the devil's do, doing and calling it God. I'm telling you right now, Pastor, That's we need to expose this. And so I want to come in and see and get a little bit more, you know, uh, get to the point a bit more. And I want to say I've been listening to some great podcasts because I believe in, uh, you know, there is a certain time and God is going to do great things for this country. And we're going to use the trumpet. The trumpet is God's instrument. Everybody get it? The trumpet. Code words. Code words. Gotcha. The the trumpet is God in God's <laughs> instrument. Now we all believe that. Set the trump to thy mouth. Yeah, we did. <laughs> now what I want to say is this: Not many people want to do that. Yeah, possibly not. And and so what I want to say is, uh, there's great intel coming. Great intel. But now we're starting to add to the intel our belief system. I can't do that. I can't allow that. That is not the truth. It's not the truth. That when uh, Jesus and Paul came against psychics, you know what he did? He cast them out. He didn't join them. I want to add one thing about psychic. The root of the word psychic is pseudo, which is soul. Yep. And I'm learning one thing about the Holy Spirit. Um, We talk about experience matching with theology. The only time God will ever let you use your experience is when it's in the confines of theology. And what that means is he will let you go by your eyes when you see in the spirit. He won't let you go by your eyes when you see in the natural. He will let you go by what you hear when you hear his voice in the spirit. So that experience has to always be matched with what he's doing in the supernatural spiritual realm. He'll never let you just go by what you see down here and then try to translate it over. And the levitation thing is funny because the counterfeit is we are levitated in the sense of we are elevated and seated in heavenly places. Yeah, we are seated in heavenly places. But the enemy's form of levitation is still one-dimensional because we're not, you know, activating superposition. We're not here but yet seated in heaven. So it's such a counterfeit because he lifts you maybe like, you know, in altitude, but you don't get lifted in your spirit at all. So Christians that are settling for that are settling for, you know. But I'm going to be even straighter than that. Go for it. I will tell you straight out there's not one example of levitation in in the scripture. (laughs) 
Ascension is different. And that was... So and levitation that was levitation. Where, levitation is where demonic forces raise you off the ground and you don't go very far. Like in India, we, we were told one particular um, yogi went 30 feet high yeah, and then came back down again. And it's the sole purpose is to deceive the onlookers That's that right. this is some kind of power or some kind of... Now, look, if you're a Christian and you're levitating, you need deliverance. I'm yeah, telling you straight get up. To, get to a deliverance that, There church. is not one example of the Holy Spirit doing that. The Holy Spirit can transport you from one town to another. Yeah, Philip did that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elijah did that. But right? he stayed on the ground. <laughs> right. Whichever he didn't way. fly in the air. But this is a what we call a lying wonder. We, we oh. are told... Uh, through Paul's teachings that Satan's going to um, bring bring about signs, lying signs and wonders so that he may yeah. even deceive the very elect of God. And so if you're on a grave site and you begin to levitate, boy, you're, you need to come and get some prayer. We need to cast that power out of you that is not God. You're being and, fooled. And don't say it is God. Because what glory does God get by doing these, you know, these little power out outlays? It's it just doesn't fit with what Jesus teaches or what Jesus we, experienced. We need we need to serve a bigger God than that. Yeah. Okay. A much bigger God than that. Yes. So again, Tanil, you mentioned um, visiting heaven. Okay, oh, we'll go oh, that. Okay. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back it. and <laughs> we'll descend after the. <laughs> Great one. Hello again, everybody. Pastor Nate here, and with a special important update regarding Dipping Night and how we're uh, going to be conducting Dipping Night in this crazy time. So we are not stopping Dipping Night. Pastor Robin has given us the go-ahead, and so Dipping Night will now be moving completely online. So we are going to be opening registrations this week. We're going to be having our prophetic groups, our prophetic art, and our prophetic leadership groups all operating via our Zoom online virtual web conferencing so we are excited. This is going to be a new venture for us. So if you want to have more information, please go to dippingnight.talknyc.org or you can uh, visit our Facebook page and see social posts that will be posted shortly about it. And uh, we are requiring everyone to RSVP ahead of time so that we can just manage, you know, the um, people coming in. But yeah, we encourage you to join us because God is speaking in this time. There's not a shortage of the word of the Lord. He's speaking and we want to hear what he's saying. So go to dippingnight.talknyc.org and find out how to register now. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we are back. Um, This topic, we've switched gears, but this topic is really good because we're starting to get into how the church is adapting these examples of answers instead of the answer. So you wanted to continue. One thing, and that is, uh, look, I know that there are podcasts out there, and I always tell our church, take the intel. Because the intel is being given to them. It's not them getting it for, you know, because they believe that. It's being given as a fact, you see. 
So I always say, take the intel. Uh, we don't want to go and come against someone's character and such like that. But seriously, guys, um, you can't do this anymore and call it God. It doesn't work that way. And you can't have a bit of psychic and a bit of Christianity and a bit of Buddhism and a bit of Hinduism and a bit of thisism and thatism. You can't because clearly Jesus said it. He is the way. He's not a way, but he is the way. So if you hear that, then there is no other way. And so, you know, I, that's how I go. I take the intel because it's coming from somebody who's an expert on what they're giving, the information. But they add their belief system into it. And, you know... I hear them say, Jesus, you know, Jesus loves you. I hear them say, oh, God wins and all this. He's already won. He doesn't have to win. He's already won. But you see, for him, for everyone to see he's won, they've got to know he chose the trumpet. And he's going to do it, this trumpet, God's way. So maybe, maybe I'll just come in there. Um, heard some birds chirping then. Um, we talked about, Pastor, like there are Christians now who are delving into the occult and they're compromising their faith because uh, there, are, there are some who are broadcasting online and their theology is there's many ways to God. No. Okay? Now they talk about God generically, like, you know, this is God for you, this is God for them, this is God for me. Now, as Christians, if we take the same line, then we're devaluing the suffering of Jesus on the cross. Amen. If there was another way to God, Right, then why did Jesus have to go through all of that pain? Yep. Why'd he die? You know, like a, a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Hindu, if they could find God without Jesus, then why did Jesus have to suffer so much? Okay? And if there is and if there is another way of salvation, whenever we tell someone that there is another way or maybe God doesn't mind about this particular sin or this we're insulting the suffering of Jesus. And this is why I say we can't, we can't let people believe that God can't send people to hell when they reject Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Because if they can get to heaven without Jesus Christ, then Jesus went through all of that excruciating yeah. pain for nothing. And that's why God has made him the only way. All of that pain was in resistance to sin, you see. And so when we hear people saying there is other gods, there's aliens out there. Other ways. Other ways to God. I'm sorry we disagree with that. And sometimes. And it's going to make us unpopular. It's not other ways. It's we're going to add 
It's the adding to that's Mm. concerning me. It's not deliberately coming out and saying there's other ways. Occasionally this is being said. But the thing that concerns me in leadership is adding to. The Bible clearly says don't add and don't take away. One thing that's key about Intel is, you know, they teach this for, and you being an analyst, um, and you learn this in investigative journalism, like, you know, when you do research, Intel is void of your opinion and emotion. But Intel is a godly thing. I was looking up for scriptural examples, and I'm reminded of two. I'm reminded of when the Gideon and the Israelites were moving against the Midianites. It was because they had the Intel of hearing the Midianites say that they had had a dream that, you know, Gideon was going to come and attack them. That was the intel that they used to take back. Another thing is Joshua and the spies. There's also this one in Judges 8 of um, Zeba and Zalmunna where Gideon actually takes the elders um, and punishes them because of the intel that he got from escaped prisoners. So it's not – I want to help people out there. Intel is not an ungodly thing. God can use intel, but intel is stating the facts – and stating the truth. It's not stating emotion, opinion, or your slant on truth. And that's where a lot of Christians are falling into this pit. They don't just give the facts. They give what they think about the facts. Right. And, they and it's void of Rima. The There's no Rima in it. There's a lot of philosophy coming forward yeah, exactly. in some of these websites and yeah. podcasts. And yeah. even though they say you know, they love God, they serve God, Remember, when we, when we talk about God Almighty, we're talking about the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, that separates him from Judaism, Whoa. Islam, Hinduism, and every other ism out there. It's true. He is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I say Judaism because they don't believe that Jesus is Messiah. No. They don't. And unfortunately, if you're a Jew and you don't receive Jesus as Messiah, God will reject you. That's what we believe. That's what we believe is a foundation from the apostolic time of the early church. And we believe it's a continuation of the revelation of God Almighty through the Old Testament to this very day. And so again, the unique... Christology is what is going to separate Thank the you. men from the boys. This is the key, What pastor. you believe about Jesus will either keep you in line with God or you're going to get off track and you're going to fall into error. And I want to bring up another part of this, and that is we teach here Christ in us is the hope of glory. Right. Abiding in Christ. It's one of the most powerful courses as well as communion and counsel by God. But you see, I hear a lot of conversation on podcasts that turn around and say there is a energy within me. If that energy isn't a person, Jesus Christ, something's not right. Yeah, that's good, Pastor. I need to say this because I'm hearing testimonies, Pastor, of people saying, I've come back to Christ. And that's wonderful. But he's the one you've come back to, not an energy. 
there needs to be a lot less philosophy and a lot more theology, you know? And it's funny because we talk about energy. You said that, and we said it in the two portals ago. In the supernatural realm, there is no more artificial light. He is the light. Yeah, come on. He is the only light that shines in that realm. All other light it is, is uh, you know, a, illusion. Not a, it's not even a natural It's illusion. Light. It's not even a natural light. When you go through, uh, go into the tabernacle experience, you as you move from one step to the next step to the next step, most of my students know this, we come to a place that we reach the Holy of Holies. Now, that is not any natural light. That is God himself yep. is the light. Yep. So this is really important. We need to represent the Lord in a better way uh, because we're making him an answer. I am rejoicing that Jesus Christ is coming back into people's lives. But don't add to it because you lose it when you add to it. It's not Jesus and. No, it's not Jesus and. And so therefore, we don't want to have any clairvoyance, clairaudience, ESP. These are things the Bible talks about. Uh, you know, he, don't, he doesn't need that. And I think, Pastor, we come down to uh, the garden experience again where we start to eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I think you should, when you come back to Jesus, eat only from the tree of Jesus. Tree of life. Go ahead. You, you also mentioned abiding and then... Some of the people also talk about like Jesus is the answer, but like going up to heaven or constantly going like to the courts of heaven, like being transported into the spiritual world or living yeah. like in that spiritual world to to I, solve I, their problems or fix things. I, I've seen uh, that action too. Uh, I think it's a little immature, but I see it more as. Uh, you know, um, a, an activation. I can accept it as an activation. In uh, our prayer meetings here, we have some very unusual activations. And let me tell you, there are people that have gone to heaven. But, uh, you know, that's a, a testimony that, uh, you know, we've met people like Howard Pittman went to heaven and God had a purpose. He almost died. He went to heaven. He came back and he was a powerful man of God. Now, there's always a purpose, okay? And it's not just an experience. So we go to heaven, come back, go to heaven, come back. Come on. To me, that's a little immature. Look, I'm not having a go at anyone, but I want Jesus mm. to be the answer. Mm. In this situation, for America, mm. for this next generation, mm. for my life and your life. I don't want him to be a part of an answer. He's got to be the whole answer, Pastor, the whole answer. So I hope that helped you. Let you me explain something about, before we go into the break, we were given dominion over earth. Yeah. We have authority in the heavenlies. 
but we it's not dominion in the heavenlies. We have dominion over earth. We exercise our Christ authority in the heavenlies. He owns the heavenlies, but we were given earth as our dominion. So we can't constantly be living up there and not exercising dominion down here. That's a very, very unusual word. Can yeah, you because explain we, what it is? Because we have to, to, in order to exercise dominion, you have to do it over something you own, king's domain. He gave it to us. It's his. He's the ultimate yes. owner. Yes. But people want to live up there. They want to, you know, spend 12 hours in the throne room, but then you're heavenly minded and no earthly good. But you've been called to exercise dominion down here. He yeah. wants you to translate what's up there and bring it down here. Does your world down here look like what's up there? That's your goal. Every day it's got to look more like what's up there. I but you can't do it living up there. You've got to transform it down here. The earth doesn't need to be transformed. Okay. Earth, I mean the heavens, the earth does. Okay, so everybody wants to take us to heaven. Yeah. I'm not ready to go to uh, heaven yet. I mean, if God wants to give me an experience, amen. But, you know, the real real truth is bringing heaven to earth. There's the real answer. That's the real thing. And again, that, that theology is 100% correct. Um, chapter 21 of Revelation, the very last chapter, we see the throne of God descending to earth, and that's where eternity is. We have this misconception that eternity is going to be spent in heaven. It is not. Heaven is coming down in the New Jerusalem. That is going to be the abode of all of the saved, the New Jerusalem, and and it's coming down to earth. God, that's the only time God moves off his throne and the whole throne and the whole city come down and they, they land on the new earth which God has created and that's where we live forever and ever and ever with the Lord. There's no temple in this earth because the Lamb will be the, the temple and God will be amongst his people. And so that's the only time God the Father descends. Everything until that time is under him. Heaven is under him. Yes. Do you get it? He is above the highest heaven. He has to be because he is the ultimate authority. So everything that happens in our universe is lower than God. You see that? Amen. But how how humbling is it when God Almighty comes down to meet with us on the earth? This is how humble our God is, right? And so I just want to say to to Neil, because the first question was to do with people's experiences in heaven. Now, their experiences may be very genuine. They may have gone to heaven, yeah, but I know to build that. to build a doctrine over that experience, that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard people say they've seen children in heaven, they've seen animals in heaven, and, and I'm not going to dispute that, but theologically, from the revelation of the prophets, there are limits on what they saw. Paul actually said, I heard things that I can't repeat on earth. So why would God tell Paul that and let all these other people say what they want? There are some things that God reveals about heaven that he doesn't want people to talk about on earth. Okay. So again, because it's not taking away from the divinity of Jesus or his manhood, 
then I'll say, okay, your experience is genuine. It's not going to affect whether you go to heaven or hell or not. Yeah. Right? You're saved. Sorry. No, it's fine. This is all good. I love when you, you start to talk about revelations because you start to light up a little. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, a lot of Christians experience a lot of things in the Holy Spirit that we might not understand, and that's okay. That's yeah. very real to them. But you can't start saying, this is how it's going to happen. This is doctrine now. Right. So... Um, you brought up something that also kind of coincides with that, and this is this doctrine of worshiping the universe. You oh. hear, again, Christians saying, sorry, something is in my oh, mind. I've heard saying, that one too. You know, oh, the universe bless me, but are, are Christians, I, in my personal opinion, you can't do both. Your worship, it sounds like it's more worship right. towards the universe than just giving God, why, why we just can't say, oh, the Lord bless me. Why is it now... The universe bless me. Those are lazy this. Christians that don't want to make a commitment to a relationship. Amen. They just want to live again, on experience. Again, we go back to sorry, truth. Um, your theology, your prophesying, or your 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 philosophy is only good as your theology. So that one, I've seen two podcasts on that one, and here again we're adding: isn't the gospel enough? Why do we have to add to it? The gospel. Any man that adds to this word. Yeah, I said that. I just want to say the challenge is the gospel is enough for salvation. It's enough to change lives. It's enough to transform life. You don't have to add anything else like worshipping the stars or uh, any of these things. You don't need to, guys. You really don't. You need to experience the gospel. It's enough. But you know what? I'm telling you, just like another one I've heard, you know, aliens coming. Come on, guys. There's another one. I call them demons. I don't call them aliens. <laughs> I call them Demons. Do you know a third of of heaven fell? There's a few billion demons there. Mm -hmm. You see, and they've got lots and lots of organized places to be. You know, only God can be everywhere at every time. But the demons, they're everywhere because there's a lot of them. But I want to say this to you. You see. Here's the scripture. He made man in his image. So who made the aliens? Are they another form of image? No, no. Call them what they are. Call them demons because they are. We know man interferes with the DNA and things happen. But to make that a doctrine and make it, a part of the gospel? Which part of the gospel did it come from? Is it in Matthew, Mark, Luke or John? I know they all had, they all had, you know, different understandings and their concept of something. But never once was an alien in it. Right. Yeah. Um, just to, I remember hearing... Uh, I would refer to him as a man of God. I don't know his full history, but from what I was hearing, someone asked him this very question about aliens. 
And he, he had the exact same answer. And his question also back to that person who asked him about the aliens was, well, can they be saved? Because if every man is created in <laughs> God's image, that means you would have to ask the question if an alien can be saved well, or not. If you're saying, the idea is saying you believe God also created aliens in which is part of well, you mankind. See, uh, you know, salvation was only for us. Right. You see? So it's not even for angels. Right. So what's this nonsense about, you know, can aliens be saved? Well, I would think that if there was a, you know, if we were thinking along that line, I'd like to see uh, angels get saved, but they don't need to be. They're in the presence of God. They don't get saved because that's a gift that God gave to us through Jesus Christ. This is all delusion and deception. And we need, again, I say it again, stop adding to what God has already said. They can't be saved and neither can Uh, angels. (laughs) Well, that's a mic drop for this break time. If you're wondering, aliens can't be saved. We will be right They're back. They're not even made in the image of God. No. They're just demons. I heard they were really grotesque looking. Anywho, we'll be right back. Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look. We know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you, so it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV. Hit that button, baby. Mary didn't meditate. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) What? She didn't meditate. You said meditation in the break. I said Mary didn't meditate. She meditated in a heart, but she didn't say, um. You know what? She did not center herself into into herself. Jeez When I say, um, I'm thinking of something. I'm not trying to reach someone. Yeah, I think the only um that she said was, when he said, you're going to have a child and still be a virgin, she was like, um, Um. (laughs) excuse me? Not um. I think she would have said um. Yeah, can you go tell my mother, please? <laughs> please you go see, tell right. her. Um, she I don't know what to do with that. She's an angel. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, just before the break or during the break, we were, you know, dialoguing with our Portals Live family um, and just sharing just some many aspects of where we're adding to the scriptures or needing, feeling the need to add to the scriptures and one of the biggest gems that was coming out of that is just the lack of relationship of, or even wanting to commit to the relationship yeah. with Jesus. Not ready to risk it. Um, to risk everything, even what they believe to be true. Um, one of these things 
that will come out. We were talking about. You just said um. Yeah, right. You're not See, meditating. I'm not meditating. I'm not meditating on nothing. My mind is just. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> okay. Um. I know, right? And I was about to say it anyway. Uh, anywho. That's a good word. Uh, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the whole introduction to meditation where people are using that as an opportunity to center down. However, center what Center is the better word. Center, center down, down, quote, unquote. Because now it's done on a self-reflecting situation, void of the Holy Spirit, in my opinion, when they're talking about meditating. But, Pastor Tony, you can bring out, there is scriptural basis of which they are saying, like, yeah, we are to meditate on the word. However, this form of meditation Can I say, is look, this is my teaching coming here. Meditating on the word means chewing it over. It's like a cow that chews its cud. They go, it goes down and comes back up and regurgitates it in the spirit and then you chew it over again and it goes down again. It doesn't go up into the atmosphere. Do you understand? Yes. Meditation means there's something being going up, okay? Finding that inner self or something that's floating up there. <laughs> I, I, I want to sort of say this because I want to treat it with the contempt it deserves. Mm. You see, it needs to be um, treated with the contempt it deserves. It does. So when she meditated, and I don't say it like that, when she let it go down pondered. into her, she pondered it. Pondered is a much better word because it's going down into your spirit mm -hmm. and then it's coming back up. Personally, it could come out the first time or it could go back down again mm -hmm. and come back up again. Depending, Shania, mm -hmm. on how long it takes for you to ponder on it. No. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm That's saying good, here? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we need to stop this. We need again, uh, stop adding. Please stop adding. Uh, again, I'm going to say the scriptures hold themselves up. We don't have to add anything to them. Right. It is really important because it's all about the cross of Calvary. And Jesus died on the cross, but I want you to know it pleased God to bruise Jesus for us. So this is a very precious thing to God Almighty. It's a very precious yep. thing and should not be tampered with. Right. And it's interesting because those who practice meditation... I, I don't, I must admit, I don't know every process or detail of how to get to this space of meditation. But I know there is a practice of it. And they say that some people experience it 10 times worse than, like, say, mm -hmm. if they're going in trying to alleviate depression, they feel it even worse than they started. 
there's uh, cases of people saying that they have side effects to meditation. Yeah. And it's just like... Let's clarify too. Um, when a, when someone in the Bible is talking about meditation, Dr. Robin's correct. They're talking about pondering, yeah. meditate on these words day and night. Yes. You sh- yeah. That's... that's you, what Think you're mixing it up things. with is Eastern meditation. Yeah. Yes. Mysticism. Eastern yeah. meditation yeah. is not a pondering. It's a drawing from your inner consciousness, your inner self. And there are truths. Let's not, f- like, you know, let's not throw right. this out. There are truths. Slowing down your breath. Breathing slower. Clearing your mind. Right. Hello, that sounds like four keys to hearing God's voice. Right. Very you know, much. Mm. Be still. Yep. I love this uh, one. You know, they wanna, tune to spontaneity. Yeah. They, they want to draw something out of them. You see, this is what meditation's all about. This connection, mm. you know. You know what? The true thing that God says to us that causes us to know is to be still. Mm. Be still and know that I am God. So don't put a lot of action in it. Actually, stop putting the action Mm. in it and stand still. Pastor, you teach this in communion with God, and we keep saying this because it's going to come up in the course coming up. Four keys to hearing God's voice. Be still and know that he is God. Close your eyes, open your spiritual eyes and see Jesus, visualize Jesus. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean like you know, literally see images of Jesus. It means fix your spiritual heart on Jesus, his character, his person. Next step, tune to spontaneous flow, spontaneity. What begins to bubble up? The prophet, word there, naba, bubble up from within. within. Sounds like all of the steps that Eastern meditation has taken are exact counterfeits of what is the process to hearing God's voice. Yes, and then writing it down, and now they're even moving in with what they get in meditation, saying um or and, chanting. And, and I they think begin to write down new ideas or new thoughts or. But new, this is know, coming responses. from an outer thing of the five five senses. Yeah. I mean, when you come to doing uh, what God wants you to do, you got to work with it within the five spiritual senses. Yeah. And I think Christians who fall into Eastern meditation, Shania, really lack supernatural gifting and they don't know how to do it. And so they look for it in the world because deep down in them, because there are Christians that practice this and there are pastors that allow it because they don't think it's harmless, but deep down in them, they're longing for that supernatural seated in heavenly places connection with the supernatural, through Jesus Christ, the door of legal access, but they don't know how to do it, so they settle for the counterfeit. That, that meditation, I can tell you, I've studied that. That is based on practices from monks in India and in China yeah. that use it to do all forms of demonic witchcraft. It is an open door to witchcraft. If you're meditating as a Christian, you need to stop. You need to start meditating on the Word of God. You need to start... Yeah quietening down, tuning to Jesus, seeing Jesus, writing down what he shows you. Stop trying to pull it from within you. It's not going to come up. And I think it has to Only be Jesus. centering down, being still. Being still is centering down. Quieten your spirit. Quieten, not get outwardly loud or 
all these so-called sounds that feel good, you know? Yeah, but what you're saying there is the true quietening of the spirit doesn't mean quietening the voice. No. And this is what they mix up. They think, oh, to quieten down means to shut everything out and put on some, like, you know, therapy music or burn some sage and, you know, sit in a quiet room and just clear my thoughts for a good, you know, two minutes. No. Real quietening down is I can be in the middle of chaos, I can be in the middle of calamity and be still and know that he is God. It's true. That's that's real abiding. The other thing is faith. So I hope that helps. Oh, yes, it will. Now we need to hit another one. <laughs> yes, go for Numerology. it. Numerology. Because that's becoming a doctrine. You know well, what? What's funny is that in the study of numerology, numbers do Count. have an important part in pointing us to God. I yes. talked about this in our prophetic season casting. Mm. There are different weights, different values, prophetic meanings for numbers. Shanae is just going to refresh herself and move <laughs> the cup. But what's funny about this is when I was studying prophetic numerology, um, a lot of people make you know, the numbers God and numbers always have to point us back to God and not God point us back to numbers. So right. you can learn how to do it, Tanil. Press <laughs> this one, right? Press here. that one, sweetie. But you know what's funny? Um, I believe that because the Israelites fell into using calculations and the law to try and get to know God's will, that's why he allowed that for a time them not knowing the law when they were in captivity. Remember when Ezra and Nehemiah began to read out the law again and it was like it was an awakening? I believe they had, they had fallen into relying on the religious customs of knowing, like, you know, and using their calculations. And God will do that sometimes when we rely on a source or a method to try and hear his voice, that's more important than hearing from him numbers, uh, you know, adding up prophecies, timelines, all this stuff. He will allow that method to be taken off us for a time and a season because he wants us to come back to hearing his voice. He didn't say, my sheep, hear my calculation. He said, my sheep, hear hear my my voice. And But I wanted you to bring out, because... I totally agree with you on that. Totally agree with you. But I love what you said. It's to do with God. God created numbers to point back to his character, his name, his person, not um, him to point to numbers. Just like he created science. Science means knowledge. It's the knowledge of God. God. It's the knowledge of God. And so what I wanted to say was the numbers now are becoming... A doctrine. Yeah. And this means that uh, we're not even talking about God. Uh, you know, it's uh, becoming an answer in itself. And this, to me, is very serious. It falls into divination. Another, another answer here. Yeah, it's falling into divination. It's becoming very close to divination. Very, very close. And, uh, you know, I know... There is a purpose for numbers, Mm. but it's a purpose for God for Mm. numbers. And it's always got to point back to God. 
but I'm seeing people are really getting so excited about what a number means. Mm. And, and that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. Because if I have a revelation about something that has been prophesied mm. or I prophesy, it's not through a number. No. It's not through a number. Numbers never reveal. They only confirm. Thank you. Thank you. God never uses numbers to reveal his will because remember, he's already seen time from beginning to end, end to beginning. It's not a revealing to him. It's not. It's a knowing. It's a revelation to us. Yeah, it's already just a confirmation. So like 2 Chronicles 2020, like, you know, if you listen to my prophets, then, you know, it'll be well with you or, you know, and you shall be like, I'm paraphrasing, but that was a revelation to us. For people say, oh, 2020, like, you know, the, the year 2020. But God knew all along that 2020 was marked with that scripture. But we go in and we try and calculate, well, 2020 means this. And if I add another five years, yep, that's going to be 2025. And, and then, then I subtract my, one. And that means it's January. And then I, I subtract three. This. That must mean it's March. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. God really gave times good. and seasons to be interpreted to the tribes of Zebulun and That's Issachar. Right. But those interpretations were never meant to reveal God without relationship. See, they were in constant relationship. They had the tabernacle dwelling in, in their midst. Yep. So the numbers only confirmed what was already said. Numbers never reveal. They just, they just confirm. confirm. Okay? And so, therefore... Uh, it's uh, the thing that they should be listening to is the voice of God. He didn't say, my sheep, hear my calculation, my no, numbers. No, no, my numbers, hear my, you know, you know, it's so serious. Yeah, my sheep, hear, hear my Omega code. Yeah, it's, you know, it's very, very serious. My sheep, hear my alignment. No. No, no. My sheep, hear my star signs. And no. Here, so again, <laughs> I'm going to say it as a minister, stop Adding to this, whatever God said, he said, so stop adding to it. And I think some of the prophets, instead of keeping people, and I know the reason, let me say, as a prophet, I know the reason for constantly bringing the word. It's because encouragement is needed. But please, let it fall. Let it fall. Don't leave it in the air. Let it fall into their spirit. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will do the confirmation because he has that job. The Holy Spirit will do the confirmation. He's the one that will do the job, not you giving one after the other. I, I, I appreciate prophetic ministry. I, I do. I appreciate it. I love it. I'm a part of it. But I want it to fall. I want it to fall on me. I want it to go into me what other prophets are saying. But I need time to chew it over. I need time, Pastor, to ponder on it and chew it over. So if you really want to 
know my opinion on it, get on these doctrines and expose them a bit and tell people it's all about getting back to Jesus. It's not proving. It's getting back to Jesus. Yeah, the love of God. Hit it, Tanil. Hit it, baby. A lot of people are loving this. And I think that's like a good point too, Pastor, because I feel like a lot of prophets, like they prophesy and they use like their prophecies as like pieces of this master puzzle that they're trying to put together. But they don't get the whole puzzle. Confuse the heck out of us, I'll tell you that. This, I did a a whole teaching on clarification. And I'm telling you, that has gone sky high with views because people need clarification. But, you know, you were mentioning that we need to get it clarified. We only have certain pieces of the puzzle. That's it. And if we try to have all the picture, then just we don't need but one prophet. Not even Jesus has all the picture. Not even Jesus himself has the whole plan. It says in the word, only the Father knows that time that's yeah. appointed for him. And if he, Jesus doesn't get to know the whole plan, prophets don't get to know the whole plan. And, and any prophet that's trying to is not a prophet of the Lord. They're a prophet of the land. And so, you know, and here's another thing he says. It's all in his hands and it's not until he takes it out of his hands the Father takes it out of his hands and puts it in our hands, it becomes revelation then. Yeah, wow. And to him, when it's in his hands, it's mystery. And until he takes it out of his hands and puts it in the saints' hands, it can't be a revelation. Well, I think we have given our audience quite a bit to chew on. I would like us just to quickly wow. go into our question round because there were some questions which I think we can help answer. That's what the whole point of Portals Live is. So, Pastor Tony, I'm going to kick it to you. Wow. Jihei asks, in life, how do we keep Jesus as the only answer but still use earthly answers, going to doctors, insurance, savings accounts, etc.? Just keep... Jesus at the center of, of your thoughts and your heart. Good Include answer. the Lord in everything. All decision making has to be uh, made in the counsel of the Holy Spirit, as as Pastor has taught us. That's the only that's the only answer you can get. There's that's nothing really wrong, anyhow, by the way, in going to a doctor. No. Is that where your faith is? God is not going to uh, punish you for that, you mm. know. But the day will come when you won't need to go. A good test, um, I find, if, in who your faith is really in, in those kinds of situations, is look at a doctor's report. If they get it wrong, does your world fall apart? Mm. Is your faith in what the doctor says? Does that affect you to the part, to the place where you could have like, you know, a nervous breakdown? Oh, my doctor misdiagnosed me. Because as a Christian, it's only, again, it shouldn't be revealing what God hasn't already told you. It should just be confirming, you know. So, I mean, medicine is not a second form of healing. But 
that's how I would say like that would show me if the doctor's words was something and it didn't line up or if I was to be affected by that and have like, you know, a very big emotional kind of episode that would show me that I trust the man's word a little bit more than I trust God's word. That would be my contribution to that one. Amen. Another one is, oh, we have a new person, Cecilia. Welcome. Is saying, I'm just trying this out for the very first time, asking a question. Hello for now. Oh, hi, Cecilia. Thank you for joining us. You get a gem. <laughs> All right. This is a question I am going to kick to Pastor Robin. Oh, wow. Here we go. Alex asks, oh, if Alex. I make the rules too tight, won't my kids rebel? Going back to parenting and talking about um, not giving them free choice. Uh, depending on their age. I think we talked about age. Age with choice. Yeah. But um, I, there's scripture here, Alex, that say this. The rod and reproof bringeth wisdom, but a child left to itself to make its own choice bringeth its mother to shame. So I think there's a bit of a balance, not a balance. We don't want to talk about the balancing act, but we want to see that uh, maybe it works with discernment. I think that's very key. Next question, which I would like to answer because I believe the Holy Spirit gave me a, a, a key here. Um, Alex also asked, when raising a child, where is the line between protecting your child and having them learn from their own mistakes the hard way? I want to really dispel this. Oh. Wow. When a parent says, well, you need to learn from your own mistakes, so I need to let you make mistakes. Oh, let them burn. Yeah. You know, and what's really... In the see, fire. Again, I'm learning in my course. I've got to give credit in this parenting course. Instruct a child in the way that they should go. It doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. But what we do as parents is we say, well, you've made a mistake, so you need to come up with what you need to learn from that mistake. We as parents, yeah. when they make a mistake need to help instruct from the mistake. Well, son, well, daughter, this is where you failed in this area. This is where you didn't, you know, um, walk out faith in this area. Let me show you by instructing you and helping you so that next time you don't do it. But we, but we have parents that are like, well, you need to learn it all by yourself. Yeah. So, so the, this the is key. an actual... It's not fulfilling what the scripture says. Instruct a child in the way that they should go. Yeah. Now, the key is we're always talking about learning mistakes. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, as a parent, our, we should think about this. We should think about is it about learning mistakes or is it about walking beside someone? And so if they fall, we could pick them up. It's not about learning what the mistake was and putting your finger in a fire to find out the fire's hot. Yeah, come on. You see, I, I don't, I don't work that way. I, I walk beside because it's more important that we're ready to pick a person up than to leave them on their own to learn the mistake. And Pastor, it's funny you said that prophetically. You, you tapped in. Because I wrote in my notes with this question, 
We as parents need to walk the mistake out. That's right. With our children, because yeah. learning, teaching them, learning a mistake is all about, you know, proving the point. Yeah, and it is. It's all about using the law to instruct, whereas we don't want to use the law to be our instructor. We want to use relationship and we want to use personal connection. Like, can you imagine the law going, right, you need to learn, make yeah. a mistake? Can Can you imagine, but I can give you an example, Jesus and Peter walking on the water. Yeah. Wow, you know, he should have let him drown, really, because he should have learned, you know. And, of course, he could have, you know, brought him back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. You see, I never saw Jesus. He said, oh, ye of little faith, Peter. You know, you could have experienced something really great, but come on, I'm going to yeah. pick you up. Yeah. And what's funny there is that he pointed out, he saw Peter make the mistake. Yeah. He didn't leave Peter to learn the lesson himself. This no. is where the enemy wants to come in and father us, like Debbie said before. It's when we do make the mistakes where the enemy wants to come in because we're left to ourselves yeah. to teach ourselves, And that's where the enemy wants to inject his reba. So God doesn't forsake us. He didn't forsake Peter. He picked him up by the hand and then he said, right, let me coach you in where you didn't meet the mark. And, and this is your faith. Where was your faith? O right. ye of little faith. And it comes down to what Deb said about this. But I want to go one better and say that, you know, you said about the about uh, us learning the mistakes and that we should walk alongside them and pick them up. But you see, if you don't be careful and concentrate on the mistake all the time, the devil will tell you that's not a mistake. We learn from our failures. We don't learn from our mistakes. Oh, that's good. What's the difference? Oh, there is, there a, is difference. a difference. We need to do a portal on that. Lord Jesus. There is a difference. And what's funny, again, what the, what the Lord just said to me to really round out what you just said, was if we really protect our children in the way that God wants us to, because that's what Alex asked, what's the difference between protecting your child and letting them learn from their own mistakes? I'm not talking about controlling our children. No, there's I'm a big difference about from that one Protecting too. our children in a godly way, they won't make the mistakes because and our protection is motivated by love, yeah. not control, and not through, you know, having my way, having my say, that my child will see that my love for them is so great that I will protect them, I will defend them, they won't want to make the mistake. And I think that a child, um, there we go, I think that a child um, does things sometimes to get attention, and this is really important. You know, they don't really want to do that, but they want your attention and so they'll choose that way just to get attention. You have to be a discerning parent. Wow. Questionnaire. Oh. We need to pray for her. She was having pain in her knee. So we'll pray for her. She's gone on a little bit of a rest in the fifth dimension. All right, guys. I'm going to close for Shania. Tanil. True news, Tanil. Thank you so much for being with us. 
Let's give it up for Trudy Sunil. And did we answer your questions? Thank you, Jesus. Say it on the mic for the people. So guess what? Did we answer Intel. your questions? You did, especially when you brought out about activation versus like having spiritual experience. Yeah, because, you know, uh, we're a real way out church here. We love activations. Not that bad. No, no, no. No, We we love activations. And so uh, I'm glad we didn't bring some of the activations they do in Sydney. But the guys here, you know, they'll walk around the building like an activation of Joshua, you know. And so I'm telling you, activations, they're great, but they're activations. Yeah. Okay? I can sit here and I can have a vision of uh, reaching heaven and reaching the throne room and such like that and open vision and all these things. But it doesn't mean I went to heaven. Mm. No. No, we have to see this. We need to become visual. Wow. Not travellers, but visual. Mm. All right, Tanil, you're going to do the closeout. <laughs> you ready? You've heard Shanae do it quite enough times. I'm sure you know what to do. You're just <laughs> going to say, thanks, everybody. And you've been listening to... Portals. Okay, ready? Go. Come on, you can do it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And you've been listening to Portals. Portals! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're just going to grab our mascot for Portals Live to close us out. Our kids town takeover. Where's our little man? We need him. Is he around? Thank you, guys. I hope we help uh, you to uh. understand. Listen to the intel. And what you say intel is, Pastor? Don't listen to insight. Listen to intel. Intel. Because when we do insight, it's our insight that we're adding to the intel. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.